Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. It's Denise Salcedo and I am excited to bring to you another interview this week. And today we have none other than five-time knockout champion, Impact Wrestling's very own Madison Rain. Hi Madison. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yes, you know, I'm so excited to talk to you because, my goodness, you have been able to do so much within wrestling, especially with Impact. Uh, let's kind of start off with your transition into commentary. How has that been like for you? Um, it's been a challenge, um, but a fun challenge. Um, and it was something that was kind of just thrown into my lap um, it, because of the pandemic and, and the circumstances that we're all trying to navigate through. And um, I, I did some commentary a few years ago specifically for, for knockouts matches. Um, so I did have a little bit of experience, but not nearly enough um, to call an entire show. But um, I, I always appreciate um, impact management for letting people try new things and kind of step outside their comfort zones. And, um, you know, being able to work with Josh has been really, really awesome. And, and um, maybe I'm a bit biased, but I think <laughs> that, that he's one of the best. And so being able to learn um, from him and grow each week with him has been a lot of fun. But what would you say are some of the challenges? And obviously working with your husband, I'm sure at some point, do you guys butt heads? Like, do you have difference of opinions? How does that work out? Uh, yes, with a lot of things, um, with with the commentary stuff, I, I kind of follow his lead um, because you know he's been doing this literally half of his life, um, and it would be like if if he stepped into the ring and we were going to do a mixed tag match, I would expect him to to follow my lead because that's kind of my area of expertise. So um, he's he's very patient with me. Um, sometimes he's a lot quicker at getting things to go from brain out his mouth and sometimes I'm like wait I know what I want to say but <laughs> but I don't know what I want to say um so like sometimes we run into that but it's really been like pretty seamless um the transition from wrestler to commentary and then I put a lot of pressure on myself because you know this is such a unique space for a female um to be able to call um a, a live broadcast of of a wrestling show or any professional sporting event uh, for that matter. Um, so to be part of such a small group of women who are given this opportunity, I obviously want to do it really well. Um, and I also know that um, no matter how much we try to separate um, our personal life on camera, I'm going to be a direct reflection of Josh because I'm his wife, right? So if I do good, then that means that he's done a good job teaching me. So for all of those reasons, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, but that's the biggest thing. Like, he doesn't put any pressure on me. He, You know, this is fun for him. This is his second nature for him. But um, but I would say that any, any snags that we do have in the process are, are things that I put on myself. But here's the thing, though, is that I think that applying pressure to yourself in a way, it kind of helps you, you know, perform yep. better. And we all know that as women, we're going to be judged a lot harder. We're going to be yep. judged at a different uh, scale than the men. So you yep. kind of have to apply that pressure to yourself to sort of, you know, if it works for you and it helps you do your job better then that's what it is. So now you are the longest tenured knockout uh, with impact. What does that mean to you? And I mean... <laughs> 13 years after the knockouts division was introduced. And I mean, there's still this big spotlight on the women. Tell us about that. I, 
I mean, it's, it's, it's humbling for me personally to have been part of so many different eras and share locker rooms with so many different women and have this, this front row view of the knockouts division and what it has done and how it has evolved as a division, but like how it has also progressed women's wrestling and, and kind of set the bar and then elevated the bar and broken those glass ceilings. And so to have such a front row seat watching it is one thing. But then when I let myself realize that I've been part of that for so long, um, it's it's really humbling like and it, it really makes me appreciate and it makes me super thankful for um you know every regime of impact management because you know it's, it's gone through some changes over the years and and it has had some growing pains but the one thing i would say that has remained constant has been the knockouts division um so it, it's special to me at this point it's like my baby because to your point i'm the oldest one here <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm very protective of, of this division and all of the women that come into it. And the, the really awesome thing about this group specifically is that, you know, a lot of these women grew up as young girls watching the knockouts. Um, that's how long the knockouts division has been around that now these, these women who were little girls watching us are now part of, um, of this division. So I think because it was something that they grew up watching, they hold it as dearly to their hearts as what I do, just in a different way. And see, here's the thing is that obviously you started your career off as a member of the Beautiful People, and they went on Beautiful People inspired acts such as Slay Cool, the Iconics, the Bellas. And I mean, it seems like, you know, it was it's a, it's a simple premise, mean girls, but it really hadn't been done before. What does that mean to you to sort of be an act that inspired more? I mean, I always give credit where it's due, right? And and. Angelina and Velvet are the ones who who founded the beautiful people and they're the ones who kind of created it from the ground up. But, you know, I came in shortly after um, the inception of of the beautiful people. Um, and just like the knockouts division, I saw it change and, and grow and evolve. Um, and I love the fact that if we were inspiration for any of those factions that you mentioned, the Iconics or the Bellas or Lay Cool, like if they did look at the beautiful people and go, that's awesome. I want to take that idea and make it my own. Um, I am flattered because they've all rocked the same idea, the, the mean girls idea in their own way. So the fact that maybe we started something that all of these women have now gone on and kind of taken a piece of, but then turned it into their own, I think is really cool. That's really awesome too. And like the fact, were you scared though? Like when you broke out from the beautiful people and, you know, merged onto your own, uh, what was that like for you? Oh no, I was scared um, coming into the beautiful people. Like I was a baby in life. I was 22 years old and then I'm given this golden opportunity. Um, so I was scared coming in, um, but I think by the time that I pivoted and turned into the Queen Bee and, and created these other um, partnerships with, with Tara and then with Gail Kim, I think by that time I had kind of firmly planted my roots into the division, into TNA wrestling at the time, and to who I was, like as a performer and as a woman, like I was a little more confident. I was a little more self-aware. Um, so I think when I broke off, like timing is everything, right? In, in, in every aspect, but in wrestling, timing is literally everything. And I think the timing 
of when I kind of spun out and started my own journey, um, I think it was perfect. And did you ever think that you would become a focal point in the knockouts division? No. Oh my <laughs> gosh, no. And I, you know, I didn't, you don't think like when you're offered this, this golden opportunity to be part of, of a division that at the time was, was so up and coming, but was already like raising the bar for what women's wrestling was like, you don't think five, 10 years down the road, you don't think six months down the road, like you just live in the moment and you're thankful for what's right in front of your face. And, and maybe that's why I've been able to have the career that I've had and, and to be part of this division for so long, because I just look at what's right in front of me. I don't look at all of the things that I could do. And I try not to look back at all the things that I have done because this division is constantly evolving. And, and the women who make up the knockouts right now are so much different than the group of women that made up the knockouts in 2009 when I came in. So I try to just stay like present and grounded and in the moment. I have a tattoo on my wrist that says live in the moment. So I think I, I just try to do that and, and see what's in front of me and enjoy every changing, evolving group of these knockouts. Perfect. And you talk about this evolution of the knockouts, a new crop of women coming out. We're being seen uh, that Impact has signed a lot of new talented women. I mean, we're seeing Kylie Ray, we're seeing Kimberly and Nevaeh, just to name a few. Uh, what are your thoughts on these new faces? Well, so a lot of these women are new faces to Impact, right? But they're not new to me. Um, Nevaeh and I basically grew up together in wrestling. We were the first ever Shimmer Tag Team Champions. We've known each other for over a decade. So for her specifically to have this moment now to finally be a knockout and be part of this, um, it makes me really, really happy for her. Um, and then wrestling's a small, it's a small community. So um, while I had never been in the ring with Kylie Ray prior to her coming to Impact, um, it, I, I knew who she was, obviously. Everybody who knew anything about wrestling knew who Kylie Ray was. So the fact that people like Nevaeh and Kimberly and Kylie Ray, who are known names in the wrestling business, they still look at the knockouts division and they go, that's what I want to be a part of. That's really special. It almost feels like Impact was always ahead of the curve with the women's with women's wrestling and always, you know, doing something different. Like you mentioned, Gail Kim, Awesome Kong. I mean, it just kind of goes from there. And so always one step ahead of the curve. But let's talk about one of the new people that has also been brought into the women's division, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. What are your thoughts on her? And, and I mean, pun intended, she's been making an impact on Impact. She, Deanna and I, outside of wrestling are like best friends. I talk to her on a daily basis. So having that connection outside of the ring and, and seeing what she's doing now that she's here and knowing the journey that has gotten her here where she is now and knowing how hard she's worked. I literally watched Deanna grow up. The first time I met her, she was 18, maybe she had just turned 19, but was five matches into her career when she came in and did a knockouts pay-per-view. Um, and she and I have just remained friends since then. So I've watched her maybe, maybe as I'm saying this, I'm watching her evolve the way Madison rain did, right? Like you, you come in and you're just this naive little girl and, and then you evolve into this woman who knows what she wants out of life and out of this business and, and the, the impact that, that she wants to make. And that's exactly what Deanna's done. Um, and, and to see everything that she's accomplished 
at such a young age because she's she's barely into her 20s. Um, I think it's amazing. And I think that Deanna was a huge get for, for Impact Wrestling. Does seeing all the new women coming in, does it make you get that itch to like want to get back in the ring and you know do stuff, work with them? It does until I remember how hard Jordan Grace can hit. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll make that'll make someone change their mind, yeah, right? For sure. Um, I'm glad that I have been able to um, kind of get in the ring and mix it up with most of these women. And am I done? Am I retired? No, I don't think so. Um, I think I've still got a little left to give, um, but I I can rest my head at night um, and know that that I have been able to adapt to this new breed of knockout and, and hang with people like Jordan and Deanna and Tessa when she was here and Taya. And so it makes me really happy. Um, but I'm equally as happy sitting on the sidelines providing the soundtrack for these women who are going in week after week and just killing it. Yeah, and like you said, that is also a very important role for women to be, you know, a co on commentary. We need to have more of that. It needs to be yeah. more normalized in the business. And now, before we get into our last portion of the interview, I do want to ask you, uh, what are your thoughts on all of the new talent, not just the women, but also the new uh, faces and returning faces that we're seeing being brought into Impact? And what do you think that means for the future of Impact Wrestling? Yeah, I mean, we spent several weeks leading up to Slammiversary promising changes and promising that we were going to change the game and the landscape at Impact Wrestling was going to totally change from Slammiversary on. And I feel like we delivered exactly what we promised. It wasn't a case of over-promise and under-deliver. I think that we did exactly what we said we were going to do. We knew leading up to Slammiversary that it was going to be big, like that it was going to feel good and that, that what was happening was going to be the spin on impact wrestling that that we all craved and that we all knew was coming and you know like i said uh earlier it, it's no secret that impact wrestling has gone through a lot it's gone through changes it's gone through highs and lows and right now speaking as somebody who was in the the locker room when impact was was on spike tv and like at what people would consider a high point it feels just like that in this locker room right now it's a it's a really good vibe it's a good fun environment and bringing in all these new faces and returning faces keeps everyone from getting too complacent and too comfortable and i think that's what produces really good tv that is amazing. I love all the buzz that we're seeing going into Impact right now and just kind of, you know, kind of keep that momentum going. Madison, we're done with our first portion of the interview, but I do want to do this fun game with you. It's called the lightning round where I ask you 10 questions okay. about yourself <laughs> and you answer them however you want. And it's just a fun way to get to know you a little bit more. So are you guys ready for lightning round with Madison Ray? All right, let's do this. <laughs> Question number one, what is your favorite theme park ride? Oh, um, oh, geez, we just, I just went on, um, I think it's called Soarin' Around the World. It, it's a ride at, um, is it California Adventure at Disneyland? Yes, the one where you get to see the landscapes. Yes, yes. and they, they put like the, the smells and the sounds and all the different things. It looks like you're flying over different places in the world. I, it, it, like it's not super scary or intense or anything, <laughs> but I just think it's so cool. It kind of feels like you're traveling. 
Yes, without having to get on a plane and, and sit for hours. And yeah, it's traveling without all the headache. <laughs> exactly. Question number two, what is your favorite flavor of bubble gum? Oh, geez. Um, I'm, I'm so old and boring. I like, like peppermint, something that's going to actually make my breath smell good. Now I have a seven year old and she's obsessed with gum. And so she gets all the fruity flavors and the ones that smell really good. I'm like, Oh, I, I that smells good. I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm not a fan of like the fruity, like tropical, like the regular pink bubble gum. No, I, I need something. It needs to double as a breath, breath mint for me. I get it 100%. <laughs> I almost feel like you have to have both, like the fruity flavor and also the mint one. It yeah. kind of helps. Get Depending that. on your mood. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, question number three, whose poster did you have up on your wall as a kid? Oh my God, not one. I had three of my four bedroom walls covered with Hanson posters. When I was a kid. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is was hilarious. Weird. I love that though. I love that. Um, question number four, your favorite and least favorite workout. Oh, geez. Um, I hate burpees. They're so good for you. And like, they're, they're, they're a really good exercise, but they're my least favorite to do. Um, and I think my favorite, I work out at a gym that has, um, it's like a hybrid of weight training and kickboxing. So anytime like I can go kick or punch a heavy bag, like that, that's my jam. That's my therapy for a lot less of a cost. Like get some stress out. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> Question number five, how many water bottles do you drink in a day? Mm. Um, not, not nearly <laughs> enough though. Not nearly enough. Um, ugh, three or four, but I, oh, that's not bad, but I drink so much caffeine, like so much coffee and so much like energy drinks and, and things like that. So technically I'm hydrating, but not with the pro like nothing, not just good quality bottles of water. Only I three. feel you on that. I feel like everyone always needs to up their water intake. Uh, question number six, what's the last show that you binge watched? Oh, we're doing it right now. Um, suits. Have you oh, heard of suits? You know I have, suits? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it though. It's, it's really good. And it's on, um, we're binging it right now. I think on, on prime video on Amazon. Um, but we're also, we, uh, Probably once every six months, we'll binge either um, Gossip Girl or Vampire Diaries on Netflix. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Gossip Girl. <laughs> Gossip Girl is, like, one of the best shows, but I so wasn't good. crazy about, like, the reveal. No, the, the end was not good, but the, all the seasons leading up to were, were awesome. Yes, I feel you on that. Uh, question number seven. What is your uh, gym pet peeve? Oh, people who, like have some common courtesy and ask me if I'm done with something before, you know, if I'm using dumbbells and I put them down to go like get a drink of my bottle of water or you know, do something and I go back and my, my equipment's gone, big pet peeve. Like that's number one rule of gym etiquette. Like make sure that nobody's using the equipment you're about to steal. Wow. That's just so rude. <laughs> <laughs> Question number eight, what's your worst travel story? travel story you know what I knock on wood have have been pretty, knock pretty on wood, yes. I, I will say okay so I'll say this when I lived here in Nashville um, there was a group of us who would fly um, when we were filming TV in Orlando who would all kind of be on the same flights and and we would all kind of hold each other accountable like okay this is this is what time our flight is make sure everybody gets there 
there was one time that we were in the Orlando airport. It was a group of, I think, five of us. And the Orlando airport is complete chaos, except for current current status of, of life. Like, I don't think that there's a lot of um, in and out going of at the uh, at the Orlando airport. But on a normal day and in normal life, it's a circus. Um, and there were two, I think two of us didn't make it through security in time um, because the line was just so long. Like everybody got there in the in proper amount of time. Um, and so we missed, all five of us missed our flight because we were all like waiting for each other. It was like, no man left behind. We're gonna wait for everybody to get to the gate. And we are watching them close the gate. Like we had made it, all five of us had made it to the gate and they closed the gate in front of us. And they were like, nope, sorry, we, we called you and you didn't come. So we had to get a rental car and drive from Orlando to Nashville. And after a week of TV, like all you wanna do is be home, get in your comfy pants and, and binge watch something. And we had hours on the road before we were able to do that. Oh my God. That's like, I think that's like one of my worst fears, honestly. So like knowing that you went through that, it's like, no, that's, that's not fun at all. Was, having to drive. Like, it was disheartening. It was like, yeah, oh, I thought we were an hour away from being in our sweatpants and, and we were half a day. Oh God. That's horrible. Like I'm yeah. stressed out thinking about it. And that's like <laughs> a, a story in the past, but it still stressed me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one was pretty bad. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Uh, question number nine, if calories weren't an issue, what would you eat tons of? Oh, geez. Uh, it's a never-ending list. Um, cheesecake. I love um, chips, like tortilla chips with yes. queso, salsa, guac. It doesn't matter. Just give me something yes. to my face. Um, <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Like anything that my seven-year-old gets to eat and, and can because she's a child, um, I, I would eat that. Whatever she has on a daily basis, usually mac and cheese, like I'm looking at her going, you going to finish that? Yeah, you are. Okay, cool. Fine. <laughs> uh, question number 10, last one. What is your all-time favorite musical? Oh, Wicked. Oh, yeah, that and one's good. Down, Wicked. I, I went with my mom to, so I bought her tickets just in Columbus, like when, when I was home visiting. Um, we went and saw it and had so much fun that I then bought us front row seats for the very next day. It was like, I'm obsessed with Wicked. And so then I tell Josh the story. He's like, oh yeah, I've seen it on Broadway. I'm like, hmm. You're like, fine. whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Wicked is my all-time favorite. Perfect. Madison, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to come chat with me and, you know, play games and all of that stuff. But before we go, first of all, thank you. And secondly, where can people follow you on social media and anything that you would like to plug in? Yeah, for sure. So I only have Twitter and Instagram. Um, and I'm asked all the time, is this you on Facebook? It's not. It's never me on Facebook. I only have Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me on both at Madison Rain. Um, and anything else that's going on in the world of Madison Rain, you will also see by following, in, uh, sorry, following Impact Wrestling on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. Well said. Thank you so much, Madison, for taking the time to do this. Once again, guys, if you enjoyed this interview, make sure to leave us a comment in the comments section below. Give this video a like and subscribe to the channel for more awesome interviews like this one. Thank you, Madison. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, Bye, -bye. everyone.
If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling, commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.